Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey guys, and welcome to the Moms and Mysteries podcast, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and my dear friend, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? Yeah? Yes. I'm good. Um, I'm not another year older. I've already gone through that. (laughs) How was your birthday? It was great. It was really good. I am still trying to figure out who sent me a box of fancy corn nuts. I know. I've asked the people that I would suspect to send them to me, mm-hmm. and one of them was you, and you told me that it wasn't you, and the but other I was person mad I at myself. asked <laughs> wasn't them. I know. So yeah, I got like a mystery box of fancy corn nuts from my secret admirer, apparently. <laughs> nice. See, I would immediately think that it was just somebody like out to get me. I would never think in right. the positive that it was an admirer, <laughs> somebody trying to somehow ruin my life. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see you sometime. We were going to have lunch the day before your birthday, but you know, kids get sick. Kids yeah. say they're sick. There's, yeah. you know, <laughs> one of those two <laughs> things happened to me twice this week. Um, so we'll have to do that soon. Oh, and anyone that cares about the weather, it's hot here again. It's just Randomly. 80 something degrees. Yeah. It's hot and like wet and oh speaking of getting sick, I know I kind of feel like a little like I might be coming down with something, but it's like that weird, I feel like it's because of the weather swinging, you know, right. and not like an actual sickness, but it kind of just gives you that weird like feeling in your throat. Like, you like, like gaslight yourself. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> You're like, am I getting sick or is it just because yesterday it was 45 and today it's 80? <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'll do that. Like if I'm around somebody that's been sick and they'll tell me they're sick the next day, I'm like, <clears throat> right. Oh, you know, you swallow weird. You're like, I'm going down. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, this, I'm, I went for a walk with the dog this morning and I was sweating again. I was like, no, we just finished this. Oh, but gosh, I it's know. Florida. It yes, is what it is. It really is. All right. So we have uh, quite a story to get into this week. This is, a pretty recent story, actually, and it's definitely one that I had not heard of before yeah. this week. So yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this one. On May 15th, 2018, at 1.08 p.m., the Orange County Sheriff's Department responded to calls about an explosion at a day spa in Aliso Viejo, California. This explosion caused extensive damage to the two-story commercial building where the spa was located, including blown-out walls and windows and a buckled first-floor ceiling. The vibrations from the blast could actually be felt in nearby structures, and the incident even set off car alarms in the vicinity. When deputies arrived, they saw smoke and fire coming from the first floor of this building, and they saw broken glass and debris scattered across the parking lot. The immediate area was evacuated, and that included a nearby preschool with over 100 children inside. Soon, the fire authority and the bomb squad arrived to secure the scene and carefully search the building for anyone who may be inside. They located two women, a mother and a daughter, who had been at the spa when the explosion happened. They were sent to a local hospital with serious injuries, including burns and lacerations. Tragically, human remains were also found outside of a broken window and in the parking lot of a nearby building. It would take weeks to recover all the remains and to officially identify the deceased, but witnesses told investigators that it was the owner of the day spa, a woman named Ildiko Kronjak. The two women who were rescued after the explosion were customers who had been to the spa multiple times before to receive treatments from Ildico. They said that on that morning, all was quiet and it was just the three of them inside the spa when Ildico grabbed a package from a pile of unopened mail. When she opened the box, it immediately exploded, setting off a horrifying scene of chaos and fire. Ildiko Kroniak was born on June 15, 1969, and she spent her childhood and early adulthood in her home country of Hungary. As an adult, she pursued training as an esthetician in Hungary, and in the early 1990s, she actually relocated to the United States, where she continued her career in the beauty industry. During this time, she worked diligently. She was saving her money, and her whole goal was really to one day be able to open her own day spa. In 1996, Ildiko married her husband, and together the couple had a son. By the mid-2010s, she and her husband had separated, although they continued to live in the same house. Described as being both kind and hardworking, Ildiko was known for her infectious personality and her deep commitment to her family. She prioritized her family and took pride in recognizing the beauty in everyone. Ildiko was particularly close to her mom, who she actually cared for in her home. Ildiko was a very sweet and thoughtful person, and she was the type of person to do kind things like bringing back like 30 souvenirs when she traveled. She'd bring them to her friends and family, and she also attended her clients' weddings, baby showers, parties, and more. And you know, Mandy, like going to get your you know hair done or whatever, like you develop a relationship with these people who, especially, this might sound weird, when you look your crappiest, if you will go into a salon no makeup, no nothing, hair's grown out, and you're talking to that person about your life, you feel very close to them. Oh my gosh, the lady who does my lashes probably knows more than 
anyone else about everything right? about me more than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. The lady that cuts my hair, I adore her. We're like, I know her kids' names. Like, we're, you know, our conversations are always great and we just pick right back up. But it is such a special relationship you really do have. By 2016, Ildiko was ready to get back into the dating scene and to find love again. So she took to online dating, where she eventually met a man by the name of Stephen Beal. So Stephen, who had a personal website, and this is important because it will come up again later, he actually once worked as an executive consultant, but he transitioned into a career in acting and performing. You can even find him on IMDb, where he's recognized for his roles in 16 short films and TV shows. I did. He had several things on there. Stephen said that his love of performing came from a deep love of being seen. He also participated in improv and partially scripted work in murder mysteries, and he said that he enjoyed acting both on stage and on camera. Just like Ildiko, Stephen had been married once before, but his wife Christine passed away in 2008 when she was 48 years old. According to KCAL News, Christine died several days after falling down a flight of stairs in the couple's Long Beach home while helping Stephen carry a heavy piece of furniture. This is literally horrifying. Like, I know. This is my worst nightmare whenever I'm moving furniture or anything, especially up and down stairs. So she fell with the furniture. The furniture landed on her pelvis and hip area. And after this fall, her health in general just completely deteriorated over the next four to five days. She was vomiting persistently during that time, and ultimately she was admitted to the ICU at Community Hospital of Long Beach, where she did unfortunately soon pass away. Stephen was reportedly very uncooperative and reluctant to help the medical staff in any way. He gave them a hard time about even sharing information about Christine or her medical history with the hospital staff. Christine's death ended up being characterized by the L.A. County coroner as a mysterious case, and the cause of death was listed as undetermined. Certain factors were noted in the coroner's report, including pancreatitis, electrolyte imbalance, and chronic lead intoxication. They also found benzodiazepines in her system, and that's a medication commonly used for anxiety. Alarmingly, her blood lead level was found to be 100 times higher than that of the average adult. Oh, wow. Shortly after Ildiko and Steven started dating, they actually opened up a spa together. Some sources say that Ildiko already owned her spa by this time and that they just moved it to a new location, and then that's when Steven became part owner. We're not exactly sure. The spa was called Magyar Cosmetica. The couple also owned another business together called 888 Unlimited, and that company sold cosmetic products. Unfortunately, though, the romantic passion fizzled out, and by January of 2018, Ildiko had begun dating other men, telling her friends that she was trying to break up with Steven because she found him to be boring, which Mm. (laughs) that is my nightmare. (laughs) So despite having one foot out the door, Ildiko and Steven actually took a trip together to Portugal in March of that year. This was sort of a last-ditch effort for Steven to try and reconcile with Ildiko, but this trip did not go well. On this trip, she actually confessed to him that she was already in an intimate relationship with another man from Northern California. Steven was really hurt and felt betrayed by this revelation. He said that this is when they ended their romantic relationship, but they did stay business partners. In April, Stephen and Ildiko traveled together again, this time to Mexico. 
After the trip to Mexico, Ildico told multiple people in her life that Stephen was jealous, controlling, and possessive, and that she was distancing herself from him because she was scared he was going to hurt her. Stephen really did not take kindly to this breakup. He would actually park outside of the spa for hours or just show up inside unannounced and try to reconcile with Ildico. He also tried to win her back with numerous emails, poems, letters, and cards. On April 21st, Stephen met a new woman and he called her his girlfriend. And according to Stephen, things were going really well in this new relationship, but it's clear now that he was still very much not over Ildico. And we still have more to get into after a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Remember when you were younger and your grandparents would talk about how they woke up at 4.30 and just started their day? Well, while they may have just been grinding before the sun came up, in actuality, it may have just been because they had a hard time sleeping. The older we get, the harder sleep can be to come by. But whether you're having trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, or a host of other sleep-related issues, Beam's Dream Powder can get you the sleep your grandparents wish they all had, all in a cup of healthy hot cocoa. Sleep is really the key to having a good day. It's why I actually started taking a sleep aid last year. And listen, it helped me sleep. But the issue was, when I woke up, I was in a complete fog. But with Beam, you don't have to worry about that, thanks to their powerful but all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Drinking Beam's delicious dream powder and cinnamon cacao is the perfect way to wind down for the night, all while ensuring I'm going to get a great night of sleep and I wake up feeling well-rested and ready to take on the day. I just blend Beam's dream powder into my up with some warm milk, and I'm ready to relax and drift off to La La Land. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never tasted better. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com moms. The discount is auto-applied at checkout, no code necessary. That's shopbeam.com moms for up to 50% off. Anytime we head out of town without our dogs, I'm more than a little sad in part because I love my dogs, but also because of the boarding fee. Having a pet is not cheap, but knowing I'm actually saving money with pet insurance is a real lifesaver. And with Embrace Pet Insurance, you can too. With my health insurance, I can only see certain doctors within my network, but with Embrace, my dog can see any vet I want him to. And while you're probably thinking that pet insurance seems like a silly thing, think back to the last time you had to bring your pet to the vet for something other than a well visit. Do you remember? Because I sure do. My bill was hundreds of dollars just to have labs and x-rays done. I promise you on that day, I wasn't thinking pet insurance was silly. I was singing its praises louder than the dogs howling in the next room. Between 2022 to 2023, vet bills had increased by 33%. 
At this point, I can't afford not to have pet insurance, and Embrace Pet Insurance is very affordable. You never want to have to use it, but boy is it nice to have when you do. Don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pet. Head to EmbracePetInsurance.com moms and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure you go to EmbracePetInsurance.com moms or else they won't know we sent you. That's EmbracePetInsurance.com moms. And now back to the episode. So before the break, we were talking about a bombing that happened at a day spa in California that took the life of a woman named Ildiko Kraniak. Ildiko owned the spa with her ex-boyfriend, who she had recently broken up with and was trying to end the relationship with, although they had agreed to still remain business partners. In May of that year, Ildiko took a trip to Hungary, where she planned to meet a new potential romantic partner. She returned to the States on May 13th and was set to go back to work at the spa on May 15th, which was the day of the explosion that ended up taking her life. That morning at the spa, Ildiko had plenty to catch up on, including opening a lot of mail and deliveries that had come while she was away on her trip. One of the customers there saw lots of paper mail as well as three to four cardboard boxes on the floor next to the counter. Ildiko picked up one of the boxes, placed it on the counter, and used a tool to open it. As soon as she opened the box, it exploded. The mother-daughter duo that witnessed the whole thing were blown backwards by the explosion and fell to the floor. The daughter saw flames and smoke and pulled her mom from the rubble, and they were both able to escape through a blown-out wall. Can you even imagine this? You're in a spa. It's this relaxing mother-daughter time, and I can't even imagine what your brain is going through, like trying to process this to get out. So scary. What you have to wonder is happening. Yeah. Right. These customers did not see what happened to Ildiko after the explosion, and honestly, that's probably a very good thing for them, because the way the authorities described what they found is really so heartbreaking. I don't even want to go into like a ton of details about it, but the parts of Ildiko's body that were closest to the bomb had actually been completely vaporized, while some of her remains had been dispersed in the blast. It wasn't immediately clear whether the explosion was accidental or intentional, Bomb technicians from the sheriff's department and the FBI evidence response teams cleared the building of any additional explosives, and they located the origin of the explosion that did happen inside the spa. It was near the front counter, and embedded in the ceiling above this area was a 9-volt battery, a cell phone, and some melted material that looked like duct tape, as well as some loose wires. These items were all heavily damaged, which would be consistent with an explosive incident. Investigators spent more than two weeks at the bomb site gathering evidence. Meanwhile, word about the explosion spread through the news, and when Stephen Beale's new girlfriend heard about it, she advised him to contact the Orange County Sheriff's Department since he was actually on the lease for the spa. Stephen did call the police, and he identified himself as a co-owner of the spa, which he said was operated by his ex-wife. They were never married, but that's what he referred to her as. Investigators from the sheriff's office and the FBI went to Stevens' Long Beach home to speak with him further, and that's where he clarified that Ildiko was his ex-girlfriend and his business partner. He told them about how their relationship had soured after a trip to Portugal where Ildiko told him about her relationship with another man. Stephen said that he knew Ildiko's schedule and that she would be returning from Hungary on the 13th, and mentioned that the only people with keys to the spa were Ildiko himself, the owner of the building, the cleaning crew, and the handyman. 
He said he had been to the building sometime between May 3rd to May 5th to collect the rent check, and again sometime between May 7th to 9th to check to see if the spa had a 220-volt outlet for a new machine that Ildico had bought from her trip to Hungary. Stephen denied having anything to do with the bombing and even said that as the co-signer on this lease, he was now quote-unquote screwed financially and he would probably have to declare bankruptcy. He also said during this interview that things were going well with this new girlfriend he had. Stephen allowed investigators at this time to search his home, and several items of interest were found in his pool house, garage, including this seven-ish foot tall rocket, as well as rocket making equipment, two containers of potassium perchlorate, which is used in various ways, including fireworks and pyrotechnic devices. And they also found two containers of red gum, which is also used in fireworks, and at least three containers of black powder. These materials all really had the potential for being used in bomb making. Stephen's place would end up being searched more thoroughly the following day. Everything they found on this first search was very suspicious given the fact that Ildico had been killed by an explosive. When he was pressed about the coincidence that he would happen to be owning these materials that were used in bomb making, he said that he'd actually been a very long-time model rocket hobbyist, but he said he had hardly done anything with this hobby since about 2004. He went on to explain that at one point he had this goal to build a rocket that was capable of reaching Mach 2 speed, and once he succeeded at that, he lost interest in the hobby. Now, my very first thought here was, (laughs) there's no way this guy made a rocket in his garage that could go go that fast. I don't know why. Maybe that is a thing. I don't know anything about rocket making equipment. But then the more I read about what this guy was into, the more I was like, maybe he actually did do that. I would think like that the FBI would have been involved a long time ago That's what I'm if saying. he's able I didn't, to shoot these things off. Exactly. That's why I just didn't under I didn't realize that people like the average person was allowed to even do this or to like attempt to make a rocket that goes that speed or that they wouldn't get caught i feel like you would get caught by doing this right but you would definitely draw some attention to yourself you would think yeah (laughs) so steven said that he actually hadn't used any of his rocket making equipment or the chemicals they found stored in his little pool house um since then so it had been a few years so these model rockets as i was kind of saying were not just toys they were in fact high-powered rockets that required a special permit one of them actually stood as tall as a two-story building so not your toddler's model rocket. Oh, like a NASA's rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So despite saying that he just wasn't interested in rockets anymore, Stephen's personal website, which, Melissa, we kind of talked about, like, what does that even mean? Right. He just had, like, a website, I guess, where he listed things like about, about me. Stuff. Yeah, listed his hobbies and probably talked about his model rockets and things like Sounds that. Sounds like it. Um, so, yeah, so his personal website said that he built and flew large-scale rockets I don't know how often he updated his website. He said he wasn't interested anymore, but his website says that he was. Hmm. So Stephen told the authorities that he bought all the fireworks stuff they found on the internet between the late 90s and 2004. He admitted that up until September 11th, 2001, he also made fireworks, including mortars, but he did stop making them after the 9-11 attacks because he didn't want to give anyone the wrong impression. Good call. Yeah. He claimed he did not have the materials necessary to create an explosion large enough to be the one that killed Ildico. 
On May 16th, investigators announced that the explosion at the spa was no accident, and they confirmed that the spa's owner was in fact killed. At the time of her death, Ildika was 46 years old. She was still caring for her 85-year-old mom, who lived with Ildiko and her ex-husband. Her son, who was 20, was attending college in a different state at this time. He told KABC News that he was grateful for the support he was receiving in the wake of his mom's death, but said that it was still really, really hard to just process what had even happened. Like you said, being in the salon or in the spa when this occurred would just be like so confusing and so chaotic, but then to be this woman's family, her son having to like come to terms with, she was at work at her salon and she opened a package and this has happened and now my mom's gone. Like that would just be so hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. So police returned to Stephen's home on the 16th with search warrants for his house and for his car. These searches turned up several items of interest. They found two unregistered handguns and one shotgun, a nine volt battery connector, electric matches and wires, and this wire was a specific type that's used in the manufacturing of electronic matches and detonators. They also found about 130 pounds of explosives, precursors, including potassium perchlorate and potassium chlorate. They also found containers of black powder and a number of other unknown energetic powders that would be used in an explosive device. There was also a homemade device with references to rocketry and multiple colored wires, which they referred to as a homemade device. They also found two cardboard tube items that were not consistent with the making of model rockets. These were homemade pipe IEDs. Another improvised tube-type device was found near the garage and was referred to as a rocket device. None of these items were registered as would be required for this type of explosive material. Stephen's car was also swabbed and the samples were sent off for testing at the FBI, along with other evidence that was collected at the house. Stephen was then interviewed again by an FBI agent who showed him a picture of the rocket device they found. At first, Stephen denied knowing anything about it and said that he didn't recognize it, but eventually he admitted that it was his. But he said it was a smoke detonator with the purpose of releasing smoke during flight so that the rocket would stay visible. When shown photos of the two pipe IEDs, he again denied recognizing them at first, but then he admitted again that these were his and said he built one of them to help his neighbor with a gopher problem. That's a big problem if you're involving IEDs. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because in some states, like you can't buy certain types of fireworks or you can if you sign a waiver saying that you're using it for certain purposes, like to scare off birds or I guess Mm -hmm. if you have a gopher problem, maybe. I think it's just kind of convenient and interesting that he explained it away by saying that because that's like the one legitimate reason that you would have those items, you know. Yeah. So Stephen was soon taken to the station where he underwent 10 hours of questioning, which ended with his arrest. The FBI found that Stephen was in possession of unregistered explosives, but during this arrest, he was actually not named a suspect in Ildico's death. In addition to the searches that were made on Stephen's property, investigators continued searching the spa for over two weeks, collecting over 1,000 pieces of evidence. Swabs from the building told investigators that chlorate or perchlorate-based oxidizers within an explosive composition was used in this explosion. I got through that sentence, don't know how I did it, (laughs) and don't really understand it. So testing showed that there could have been a variety of fuels, such as aluminum or sulfur, used as well. 
When they were done searching the building, hundreds of pieces of evidence were sent to the FBI for testing. These results wouldn't be available until January of 2019. And we still have more to get into after one last break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. Earlier this year, I started a journey, and I do mean a journey, and this journey was to find an appointment with a specialist for my son. Not only did it take four months to get in, but I don't even remotely like this doctor. I just really had to take the first appointment I could. Unfortunately, at the time I made this appointment, I didn't know about ZocDoc, and boy, am I glad I do now. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. When I made this original appointment for my son, I did so by pulling a list off my insurance company's website, printed it out, and went through each number, line by line. I can't even tell you how many wrong numbers were on there, or how long the waits were, or even how many times I screamed into my pillow that day. But with ZocDoc, you can schedule your appointments completely online, and you can get in within 24 to 48 hours with doctors you'll actually like, thanks to being able to go over their actual patient-rated reviews. We use this and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash mysteries and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mysteries. ZocDoc.com slash mysteries. There's nothing like coming home to your favorite person at the end of a long day. And by person, I of course mean dog. Seeing my dog is instant dopamine, and that's why I'll do whatever I can to keep Remy feeling his best. Thanks to Nom Nom, Remy is eating real, wholesome ingredients that I can actually see and recognize. And they don't use any additives or fillers that can contribute to bloating or even low energy in your pup. Nom Nom not only has good for them food for our pups, but it's delivered right to your door. No more running to the store late at night after realizing you ran out. But beyond the convenience, Nom Nom's freshly delivered food is made with your dog in mind. So what I get from my dog, Lila, is different than what I get from my dog, Reese. They keep in mind things like their size, breed, and even age when carefully creating the best meals for them. So I can feel good knowing I'm doing my part to keep them around as long as possible. Remy really thrives on Nom Nom. It's easy for me, and it's great for him. It's really a win-win situation for everyone. You and your dog are going to love it. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com slash moms. Spelled trynom.com slash moms for 50% off. Trynom.com slash moms. Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. 
You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for Dash Pass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. Dash Pass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. It's been a while since I've had a baby of my own, and some days I miss it so much. The baby cuddles and baby smiles, but when it comes to diaper rashes, not so much. I remember the first time my oldest had a diaper rash, I was really devastated. Here's this tiny thing totally dependent on me, and now she's fussy and obviously uncomfortable, and I'm supposed to have the answers. Well, with time and treatment, it went away, but what I really wanted was to avoid it altogether. And now, baby butts rejoice. New Huggies Skin Essentials are here, a brand new dermatologist-approved line of diapers, wipes, and pull-ups training pants, all designed with baby's sensitive skin in mind. The wipes are thick and have zero harsh ingredients for a great, gentle clean. Pull-Up Skin Essentials has got your big kid covered, too, with a training pant that's ultra-soft and breathable to help protect sensitive skin throughout potty training. Whether you're a first-time parent or a seasoned pro, make it easy on yourself and your baby with Huggies. Learn more at Huggies.com. Once again, head to Huggies.com to learn more. And now, back to the episode. Before the break, we were getting into more details about the bombing that killed Ildiko Kronjak and how her ex-boyfriend, Stephen, was found to actually own several different materials and chemicals that would be used in the making of a bomb, potentially the type that exploded at Ildiko's spa. So at this point, the police are putting together a case against Stephen, and they have now charged him for being in possession of some of these items um, without having them registered. Unfortunately, these first charges against Stephen didn't stick. And on May 27th, the unregistered explosive charge was dropped because prosecutors weren't sure if the items found in his home could be considered destructive devices under the terms of the law. Stephen was released from jail, but the investigation into his potential involvement in Ildiko's death did continue. He was not publicly named a suspect, but authorities definitely thought Stephen was responsible. They just needed more evidence to charge him. Plus, they were still waiting for all these tests to come back from the FBI. While they waited for the test results to come back, investigators spent eight months building their case. People who were acquainted with Ildico and or Steven were all interviewed. One witness, a customer of the spa who had received many treatments from Ildico, said that she spoke about her ex, Steven, as being jealous and controlling and very possessive. Ildiko would talk about being nervous due to Stephen's unexpected visits to the spa. This particular witness did not know Stephen by name at the time and didn't refer to him as Stephen when they were talking to the police, but when they were shown photos, they were actually able to identify Stephen for who he is. A 
close friend and relative of Ildiko's family said that in April of 2018, she started expressing this fear that her ex-boyfriend might actually harm her. Stephen's phone records indicated that he was keeping tabs on Ildiko before the bombing. He had actually been the one to set up her online scheduling system. Um, as we mentioned before, they were business partners. So he set the system up previously and was taking advantage of that by using it to track her whereabouts. He was able to log into her accounts, including the account she had with the airline that she was traveling with to Hungary in the week before her death. Investigators believe that he was studying Ildiko's schedule to find the perfect time to plant the bomb while she was gone. It was also found out that Stephen obsessively checked Ildiko's Facebook page. Despite her not accepting his friend request, he would still go to her page and look as many as 16 times a day. You know what I don't want to ever happen? Someone to go through my history like that. Because like, you know, when you're like, there are some people you get really interested in or fixated on not yes. in an obsessive way but you're just right. like i want to know what's going on with this person and then like for a few days you go to their page a million times i don't need that kind of negativity in my life i don't I need somebody know. seeing that I, know. I didn't know you could <laughs> i always think the same thing about like when you hear about stuff like this like oh they went to their page that many times like what doesn't sound that crazy to me in today's world because that is kind of like I don't know. Like you said, what, what? how would I look if you looked into like who I was Facebook stalking and checking out? You know what I mean? For yeah. no reason at all. Like for None. no reason at all. It doesn't automatically, I feel like, mean that you're up to like no good. Sometimes it just means you're nosy. <laughs> Most of the time it does. Sometimes it means that I want to see how people from high school are doing and if I'm faring better than they are. And that's right. just a good thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's a like present to myself. <laughs> right. But I would be so embarrassed if I was like made to answer for like, why did you spend 15 minutes on this woman's Facebook page looking at pictures of her family. I'm like, I don't have a clue. I have no good answer for that. <laughs> Why were you looking at her wedding, her first wedding from 2006? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I know. But you should look. It's interesting. <laughs> I know. Phone records also showed that two days before Ildiko's planned return to the States, Stephen checked her schedule. Then at approximately 4.16 p.m., his phone connected to the cell phone tower adjacent to the spa, which told investigators that he most likely showed up on that day to plant the bomb. If you recall, Stephen previously told authorities that the most recent time he'd been to the spa would have been no later than the 9th. So the fact that his cell phone pinged in that area on the 11th showed that he was lying. CCTV footage confirmed that at 4.24 p.m., Stevens' Toyota Prius drove towards the spa and entered the parking lot at 4.35. At 4.49 p.m., his car was seen leaving the parking lot. Records further showed that on May 15th, before the bomb went off, Stephen checked Ildiko's schedule again, and then immediately prior to the bombing, he checked her Facebook page. Since they had already searched his home and found materials that could be used in bomb making, investigators knew that Stephen had the resources to create the explosion in the spa. The only thing he didn't have in his house were the 9-volt battery and the cardboard box. So police were actually able to get surveillance footage from an establishment in the town and saw Stephen buying three identical cardboard boxes on May 7th. Other surveillance captured him buying a single 9-volt battery on May 8th in Long Beach, and he paid cash for this purchase. In January of 2019, the FBI completed their report about the evidence collected from Stephen's house, his car, and the spa. The report stated that the wire from the homemade device found in Stephen's home was compared to bits of wire from the bomb found at the spa, and both items matched. 
They were both 24 to 25 American gauge wire with the same color plastic insulation. The FBI determined that there was no difference between the wires in the homemade device that was found at Stevens' house and the wires used in the spa bomb. Samples from Ildico's remains confirmed the presence of chlorates, perchlorates, potassium, and ammonium residues, which matched swabs taken from inside of Stevens' car. And if you're confused by this, so was I. This basically just means that Stephen used this car to transport the bomb. The samples from Ildico's body and the spa were also consistent with the materials recovered from Stephen's home. This proved that he built the bomb at his house and then transported it to the spa in his car. On March 4th, 2019, Stephen was arrested on the federal charge of malicious destruction of a building resulting in the death of Ildico Kroniak. A grand jury issued a four-count indictment against him for the following felony crimes. Use of a weapon of mass destruction resulting in death, malicious destruction of a building resulting in death, use of a destructive device in relation to a crime of violence, and possession of an unregistered destructive device. For these charges, Stephen would face 30 years to life in federal prison without the possibility of parole. Many people who knew Stephen were in disbelief that he could be responsible for something just so awful. He was described by some as being gentle and calm and never angry, which sometimes you hear that and I'm like, it doesn't actually mean anything because no. oftentimes, how you know, how often do we hear about abusers who have this facade, you know, they put on and other people think like they're so charming and nice. And you hear that a lot like, oh, I could never see him doing something like right. this. So when I hear that, I'm like, well, that doesn't take it with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. After being charged with all of these things, investigators decided to reopen the investigation into the death of Stephen's first wife in 2008. This is the one, as we said, who was helping him move a heavy piece of furniture down the stairs and fell and died a few days later from her injuries. Haley was actually able to get um, a more recent update, a little bit more recent of an update on that, what, you know, what they thought about that. Homicide detectives investigated Christine's death in 2018 after receiving information that her death was related to possibly being poisoned. Um, as we said, she was also found to have super duper high blood lead uh, levels. But during their investigation, they didn't find any evidence to suggest that Christine's exposure to lead was a criminal act. So it's kind of still... That's confusing. Kind of but still obviously, confusing. There's a little gray area. Yeah. It is interesting because the lead is not not necessarily what killed her. Um, you know, it was de definitely a result. But they wouldn't have known about the lead if it wasn't for what happened to her. So that still, to me, is kind of... I feel like there's still more questions. Yeah, for sure. In January of 2020, Stephen was actually charged with 15 counts of fraud in a completely unrelated and different federal case in which he was accused of failing to disclose a life insurance settlement that he received after Christine died when he filed for bankruptcy back in 2009. Stephen had filed a lawsuit against the insurance company for refusing to pay out his wife's life insurance because they actually found that her death was unlikely to be solely an accident. Also interesting that the life insurance yeah. company found that it was a little bit too weird for them to pay out. So he ended up settling with them for $550,000 and got a check for about $350,000. It was also learned that from 2010 to 2019, Stephen defrauded a disability insurance company for benefits. He submitted false disability forms and statements from his doctors claiming that he couldn't work due to aphasia, difficulty communicating, memory loss, and 
an inability to read. He claimed that this disability prevented him from acting as a sailboat captain, prevented him from engaging in his rocket-making hobby, doing household chores, getting himself dressed, doing crossword puzzles, and even watching movies. Spoiler alert, that was all a lie. What? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. During this whole time, um, he was actually working professionally as an actor, and he passed four different tests to obtain sailing certifications, which would be rather difficult to do if you didn't if you couldn't read. He was also engaged in his hobby of high-powered rocket making, remodeling his residence, and, oh yeah, planning to murder his ex-girlfriend, Ildico. Stephen ran a similar scheme with Social Security to get more disability benefits from them as well. Stephen's federal trial began in June of 2022, but the jury ended up in a deadlock with a majority, 9 out of 12 of them, saying that they felt Stephen was guilty while the others weren't so convinced. So a mistrial was declared, but prosecutors made it clear that they were going to be trying him again. This retrial began a little over a year later, on June 28, 2023. Prosecutors alleged that Stephen developed an obsession with Ildico after she distanced herself from him after their breakup. When she began dating a new man, Stephen realized he was really losing his grasp on her and channeled his rage over it to a plan to end her life. They said that Stephen had the means, he had the motive, and the opportunity, as well as the expertise when it came to bomb making and the advantage of knowing the spa and Ildico schedule. Substantial evidence was provided to support their case. They pointed out how Stephen had acquired the 9-volt batteries and the cardboard box days in advance, and that he used materials consistent with his past rocket-making activities. The wires in the bomb's fusing system match wires found in his home. Materials that were discovered on Ildico's body and at the spa matched substances that were found in his home as well. The samples from his car were consistent with a bomb being transported inside of it. And lastly, security footage and cell phone data proved that Stephen visited the spa on multiple occasions while Ildico was away. So Stephen's defense, of course, claimed that he was innocent and suggested that the authorities who were really under pressure to solve this case only targeted him due to his rocket hobby. I think that's the only time in court that's ever been brought up. You're being targeted because of your <laughs> rocket hobby. Yeah. So they pointed out how cooperative Stephen had been to allow the police to search his home and to interview him three times. They also alleged that the containers holding all the chemicals and questions were actually covered in dust as if they hadn't been touched in years. They said the residues in Stephen's car could have been from other sources, such as cleaning supplies, and they also said that Stephen had no reason to want Ildico dead. They explained that his visit to the spa on the 11th was because he was checking an outlet to see if they could support the new machine that Ildico had bought. The defense further argued that the other potential suspects were overlooked, such as an electrician who was working as a maintenance man at the building. He had allegedly sent some unwanted texts to Ildico in the past. They also said that the owner of the building, who has since died, took out an insurance policy months earlier that happened to cover the rare occurrence of a bombing. They tried to cast doubt on others in Ildico's life who may be responsible, such as a former love interest of hers who was in the military and had a wife who was angry about Ildico having an affair with her husband. On July 19th, the jury found Stephen guilty on all four counts he was charged with. The assistant director in charge of the FBI's L.A. office released a statement that said in part, 
We are gratified that the jury's verdict led to justice for Ildiko Kroniak and Beale's two surviving victims who will endure the horror and pain of that awful day for the rest of their lives. This day is for them, their families, and for the Aliso Viejo community. Stephen will be sentenced in January of 2024. He is facing 30 years to life without parole. On November 2nd, 2023, which is just a few weeks ago from when we're recording, Stephen entered into a plea agreement for the fraud charges, and he's scheduled to be sentenced in February 2024. He's facing more than 10 years in prison for that. Stephen is currently being housed in MDC Los Angeles, which is a federal detention center. Ooh. Okay, so the defense's job is to bring up reasonable doubt. I totally get that. But really, like, this guy had – how many people do you know that could make a bomb? I don't Not know many. anyone that could make and a bomb. And that have the materials readily available. Like, that's too much of a coincidence. There's no way. It ab- And it happens to be, like, the one time he would be in there when she wasn't there. Like, there's – there's circumstantial evidence and there's this kind of circumstance. I mean, For it, sure. it's not. There's They were able to find links, but yeah, this is not, um, I don't know. It, it seems it does seem very obvious, but I get why the defense did what they did too. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely in this case, it's one of those cases where it's like, if it quacks like a duck, it's a duck kind of thing. Right. Where it's like, you know, they didn't, it was circumstantial evidence, but it was very clearly pointing to one particular person in this case. Yeah, so. absolutely. So... Man, that that was sad for Ildiko and her family and the poor mother and daughter that were there. That's that's really rough. Yeah. Okay, Melissa, are we ready to move on to last thing before we go? Absolutely, can't wait, um, Mandy. With the holidays coming up, I know you're excited, um, and I'll be more excited when it drops about twenty degrees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we thought we would just do some Christmas holiday movie trivia, ask each other some questions. So. Mandy, would you like to kick it off and let us know how you do on these, everyone listening? Let us know if you get more right than us. I guarantee <laughs> you will. Okay. All right. So I have a true or false to start you off with. Let's do it. All right. In the Grinch movie, the prosthetic makeup that Jim Carrey wore took three hours to apply, and it was so horribly uncomfortable and confining that he actually had to get counseling from a Navy SEAL for torture resistance techniques just so he could exist in this costume and do this movie. I'm going to say true because (laughs) the idea of it being on you, I can't even imagine. It is true. I was blown away. Yes, he got counseling from a Navy SEAL. He learned torture resistance techniques because the latex skin and everything he had to wear was just so... I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh. It makes me feel claustrophobic just thinking about having all that on your skin and just, like, not even having any room to breathe. I can see how you would – I could see how I would need to to work through that. <laughs> Absolutely. And to know every day. Not only do you have to sit here for three hours to do this, then then oh, then you know how it feels. So after the first day, you know what you're getting into. Oh, And what if it was a flop? That could have been a flop. And then what do you do? I have so much respect for like actors who do these and then they have to do multiple takes of the same scene over and over again. And Melissa, we have had like limited experience with being in Very. on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did 2020. We've done a couple of things where we've had to do like an interview style or like, you know, yeah. and um, it's exhausting doing that without a costume on. <laughs> so I, I, I just honestly, I, it makes me really think like... Yeah, actors um, definitely have a talent that I don't have. It comes with patience, I guess. 
for, yeah, them, it must, for them being able to sit must. there and do all but that. But it also comes with a lot of money if you're like True. a Jim Carrey. <laughs> like, I'm sure I could cry into my dollar bills if I needed to. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Mandy, in the movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, what does Hermie, who I think is like a little elf, I haven't seen it in a long time, saw his picture, what did he wish he could be instead? Which I guess instead of an elf. Did he wish he could be a dentist, an archaeologist, or a toy maker? A dentist. That is correct. I have no further notes on that, but that is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I um. Who would want to be a dentist instead of an elf? That's so... Who would I, want to be anything other than an elf? Just making toys all day? Sounds great. I know. Exactly. Okay. The movie Jingle All the Way. Have you ever seen that? I have actually never I, even seen it. I love that movie. I saw it in theaters. That's like one of the first movies I can remember going to the theater for. Don't ask me why, but I was pumped to do it. Okay. So then... Don't I watch it again. Okay. I won't do true or false. I'll just ask you this one outright then. Do you know... What shopping frenzy this movie was based on? What item was at the time? It was in the 1980s. What item went like made people go into a crazy shopping frenzy? And that's what they kind of based this movie on. I have two guesses. One is Elmo, Tickle Me Elmo. And the other is Furby. Dang. Those were good guesses. But no, Mm -hmm. it was actually based on the shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. Why would anybody want those things? I have they're one so and they're creepy. just, they don't do anything. They just sit there with their little cheeks. That's and it. they're like, I don't even, yarn hair. I don't even think they're that cute. They're not. My grandfather at one point had a girlfriend and she had some and she like tried to give me one. I was like, that's all no, right. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mandy, my next question is in the movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, what does Clark want to use his Christmas bonus for? Does he want to use it for a vacation? For a pool or for dental surgery? A pool. Yeah, you get, we're doing quite well. Nice work. That makes wow. the most sense. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I would rather get a pool than a vacation. Then every yeah. day can be a vacation. Not if you have to clean it out. That's, That's not true. fun. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Melissa. Yes. True or false? Mm-hmm. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. True. <laughs> I will not be taking further questions on that. That's uh, true. Mm-hmm. I just have a fun fact about Die Hard. Uh, so Bruce Willis, actually, did you know that he was very much not the first choice for the main character role? Mm-hmm. He wasn't the second or third choice either, believe it or Ooh. not. Before him, they actually wanted, in this order, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would, that was going to be my first guess. Okay. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds. Richard Gere. And Harrison Ford. And then finally, Bruce Willis got the role. Okay, like three of those made sense, but Sylvester Stallone <laughs> I know. and you lost Burt me with Reynolds? Sylvester Stallone. I know. I was like, huh? <laughs> that is a whole different movie. I think they, I think they chose the right guy. Me for, too, for sure. <laughs> Mandy, according to Buddy the Elf, what are the four main food groups? Candy, candy canes, blank, and syrup. Sure, I can give you choices: lollipops, gumballs, or candy corn. Candy corn. We're killing it. Yes. Good job. Wow. Yes. Also, according to the movie The Elf, Melissa, what's the best mm-hmm. way to spread Christmas cheer? <laughs> Singing loud for all to hear. That's what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people don't go Christmas caroling anymore. When I was a kid, I'm we used me. to have like carolers come on Christmas Eve and like we would just open up the window and let people sing, which kind of sounds like a little strange now with right? them saying it out loud. But strangers would Maybe sing in a our windows why people don't do that anymore <laughs> yeah they got arrested <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, my last one is in Home Alone, where does Kevin's family go? Paris, France, Rome, Italy, London, England. This is for 100%. We'll have all of these right. What is your answer? Do they go to Paris? Good job, Mandy. Oh my gosh. Look at me go. Wow. I don't even watch movies. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I could get you on holiday ones, though. I figured you watched holiday movies. I do. Yeah, I actually have seen more holiday movies than probably any other movie. I want to watch a Christmas movie right now. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I'm not going to do that. I'm watching (laughs) something else. (laughs) All right, guys. That was the episode for this week. We will be back next week. Same time, same place, new story. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.